welcome to the Health Tech Podcast. Here we talk about everything healthcare and technology, and I'm your host, James Somaru. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of the Health Tech Podcast. Bit of a different look and feel for you today. We are throwing back to an episode from Will Gibbs, uh, who joined me from Octopus Ventures a few weeks ago. And the reason we're doing some more episodes like this is that I get loads and loads and loads of messages on LinkedIn and email and various platforms, founders looking to raise. It's an incredibly important time for an entrepreneur and for startups. And you often don't know exactly what certain funds are looking for, what certain VCs are looking for, whether that's tech investors, health tech investors, healthcare investors. There's loads of different things that different funds will look for. And so I think it's really important to highlight what the best funds in this space are doing. And so because Will came on a few weeks ago, we found a couple of clips here that we've stitched together that will really tell that story. And so you're about to hear what exactly Octopus look for when they're looking at entrepreneurs, when they're looking at startups, and exactly how Octopus supports, you know, when I say it in this clip, but you hear so much lip service from different funds were founder first and we support startups in all these different ways. But there are certain funds that do this well and Octopus, I believe, is one of them. And so you have a little listen to this, you're going to hear what Octopus looks for in entrepreneurs and you're going to hear what and how Octopus supports them with. So I hope you enjoy this episode. What do you look for? in founders and companies. I know there'll be a lot of people listening that might want to approach Octopus. Is it worth approaching Octopus for most people? What do you actually look for? So firstly, like definitely reach out. All our contact details are online. I'm will at octopusventures.com. Like email me, like would love to, to start a conversation. In terms of what we look for as a team, I think it's probably a hard, harder one to generalize. I think if you ask 10 people in our team, you'll probably get 20 different answers on this. Yeah. Um, but but my, my personal set of biases slash yep. interests, I think you've got the obvious ones first, which are more just qualification criteria around, could this be a billion dollar business? Like that, that, that is driven more by fund mandate rather than my preferences. Like that just has to be there. And is there something like genuinely pioneering here? And so like with infertility, as a more recent example, when we did that research, there's lots of interesting businesses with incremental improvements that, that they're providing. But is, is that enough to, to really like redefine a category? Probably not. Versus like overture where the view is, we're just going to rebuild from the ground up. Like that, that gets me really fired up. Or something like Quit Genius, which is, here is a fundamentally new and superior way to treat substance addiction. Like, great. Like that, that is the, 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 the caliber of, of ambition that we look for. Um, but then, especially at the earlier stage, it is just, and this, this sounds like a kind of broken record, but it is all just about the team. But mm-hmm. sp- specifically within that, like my, my preferences are for people that operate at pace, and there's proxies for understanding that. So even things like email response times or actually when you said that you were going to move fast, like what does fast actually mean to you? Uh, like we're an investor in Kazoo, 
with Alex Chesterman. Right. I, I like that, that business grew and, and surpassed like all of the, I think, records for, for, for actually going from zero to a billion in probably yeah. like sub three years. Like, like pace for us is, is important if you're going to win. I think the other part is around like hiring capability. Like it, it's frustrating for me when we see amazing founders, but actually their ability to, and as much as we can help on this, like if, if the founders don't understand their role as, high, as being hiring machines and only hiring A players, then, then that's probably going to place a, an early ceiling on the business. And so I think understanding how to attract amazing people and arguably attract people that shouldn't say yes. Like, I love it when you've got a business that's at idea stage and they're ripping people out of like businesses where clearly they're being paid like hundreds of thousands of dollars a year or walking away from like mega equity uh, kind of components as well. Because actually the way that the CEO has sold them on where this business is going, it makes them do like irrational things. And so finding, <laughs> finding founders that can, can cheat logic in terms of attracting amazing people, that gets me fired up. Uh, and I think the other one is around like balance, being straightforward and being really open. Like I react really badly to being sold to mm. versus actually founders that are very open about like, this is what I know, this is what I don't know, and this is how I'm going to figure it out. Uh, like I'd probably say like Joe at Permutive, is for me like the like is probably the best example or even like Yusuf at Quit Genius like yeah. incredible and so like board packs or any communication start with this isn't this isn't working and this is our hypothesis of how we're going to fix it you shouldn't be worried about it yet but if we haven't fixed it by next month you should be worried um, rather than just like selling which which I just find it really hard to build a trusted relationship yes. when you're like this is a this is a sales deck, yes. and, and you're 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 giving me a sales bill here. Um, so pace, hiring incredible people, and being balanced and open are probably my personal personal ones. Which is probably why, if I look at my the, the set of CEOs that I work most closely with today, are, are largely technical founders because yeah. I I typically find like that ilk of founder actually lends themselves better to, to those attributes, but mm. arguably it'll probably be in another 10 years that we'll be able to say whether those, that those, whether my shopping list is, is actually uh, correlates to, to, to backing great businesses. And just on that, obviously having to then wait 10 years, it's interesting. Is yours a 10 year fund? Is it evergreen? How are you set up in that perspective? So our main fund is an evergreen fund. So yeah. we, we raise and deploy circa 200 million a year, um, which means that actually for our winners, th that we can really continue to, to, to back them a yeah. long way, um, which is, which is a, a great model for us to have. In terms of the support that you give to companies as well, the reason I ask this is because you talked about kind of, you talked about this from a due diligence perspective, the pods, right? And the fact that you can drag expertise to essentially do due do, do diligence, that's a mouthful on these different companies that come across you so the tech team deep tech team can look at health tech and all the rest of it does that count for support as well because i imagine well i've seen different things that you guys do with help with hiring and help with this that you, you, you guys do support your 
you actually do support your companies. I know we get this a lot from funds of of the kind of lip service of we're founder first and we do this and we do that. And it turns out they just have like breakfast with them every now and again. <laughs> but like, yep, yep. Um, how do you guys support your companies and does that pod structure help you? So I'd say over over the last like eight years for me as, as a part of the team, but but longer for for the the team more broadly. Uh, like we've experimented with lots of of ways of helping yeah. companies. Um, and I think there's a risk that you fall in a trap that that there's lots of things you could do to be helpful, but actually there's a, a far smaller number of things where you get genuine leverage and you get you could ultimately change the outcome of a business. Okay. And I think when, I think when we actually boil that down, it's around recruiting and helping yep. them raise raise more capital. Hundred percent, yeah, hundred percent. Those two, yeah, they, they are the two areas where we think that we have like an asymmetric advantage yeah, and where we can actually gain some element of network effects across the portfolio. And so we've built out a talent team where we have specialists for each, each one of the pods. Um, so we have a, a specialist talent person who only looks at health. We have a specialist talent person who only looks at, at deep tech. Um, and we get, we get fantastic feedback from our, our portfolio companies on these areas and, and that team is really tasked to how do we recruit and retain the best talent in, in our portfolio. And that, that could be everything from organizational design to, especially for some of our more technical like biotech um, portfolio companies, which is there's three of us in a lab. We've never hired anyone. Like, how do you even do that? How do we think about running hiring processes? How do you write a job description? What, what even is culture? Like, how do you do that? Mm-hmm. Um, and so then like this team, like that's all they do like, yeah. across the portfolio um, and, and started off like more as an experiment, but, but that's one where our talent team just get pulled in. Like the, the, the demand there is huge. So that's a, that's a big part of, of where we look to help. Uh, and I look forward to like scaling that team out even more like, yeah. as, as we grow the portfolio. And then the other area is around helping our companies raise capital from the best funds in the world. And so, uh, and I think to your point as well, that, that's also a, an easy one to like talk a big game about, but it's mm-hmm. like, okay, like prove it. <laughs> so, so probably about three, four months ago, we held an event with all of the top tier US and global health funds. So like all the logos that you'd expect and all of our health portfolio companies kind of gave updates to all of those companies. Mm. And I think there were, there were over 70 follow-ups uh, across the portfolio. Um, and we actually got two term sheets d- directly Oof, out of that event. Wow. And so the, the, the audience are the likes of Kozler, yeah. Final Perkins, yeah. Google Ventures, like all of the folks that you would... The hospital like, really groups in the US to, probably. Like Mayo, yeah, yeah. all of those groups. Yeah, there you go. And, and, and actually for us to like build that infrastructure to say, look, but and it's it's quite an interesting like marketplace dynamic that increasingly like US funds are wanting to understand and track like European businesses, and for them like they can either go like door to door or we will help them just see the best businesses in Europe. And so our event wasn't just Octopus portfolio companies. There was a small number of companies that we weren't invested in, but we thought were just amazing, and we wanted to kind of help them out. And so it works for a lot of the US folks. But also for our portfolio, where typically the CEOs have 
so many other uh, kind of draws on their time that being able to to effectively update all of the tier one global health investors in like five minutes is amazing leverage for them in terms of their time. So I think more and more we're trying to build smart ways of our portfolio, understanding like how they could uh, access like tier one investors. And I think as a team, we're, that isn't just something we're doing on the side. That is a, is a big part of, of how we want to build our business. Mm. We also have our office in New York, um, which is only there to help our, our companies think about how they should approach the US. Interesting. And it's quite interesting for me, like across some of our other sub teams. So like within fintech, you can build a very large business just based in the UK. I think within health, the role of the US is is even more prominent. Uh, and so if I look at like the top 20 companies started in the UK or Europe um, within health, that there's only like two or three that don't have US investors or like big US clients. And so I think the, the, the role of the US for health businesses is, is huge. And for us to be able to walk those companies into those conversations that they want to have, or also leverage the portfolio. So you've got like Big Health with Peter. They have an incredible partnership with like CVS Health mm. or Quit Genius, who have their partnership with Express Scripts and are involved with some of the largest like payers and, and health providers in the US like being able to leverage those US experiences across the portfolio for companies that are maybe two, three, four years earlier in that journey is also like really important. So So I think it's essential. I think it's essential because on the VC model, you need these people going for a billion, right? And are the markets big enough in the UK alone? No. Are they big enough across Europe? Maybe if they were to get every, but really, if you crack the US, there's a huge problem solved there in terms of scale to give you guys the returns you want. So it almost seems to me that if you're thinking of getting VC money, you have to have a globally applicable technology solution plan, et cetera, et cetera, because otherwise there's only so many NHS trusts you can actually sell to. And and you need to capture what? 200% 200% of the market to make that viable for, yeah. for VC money. So I think I think that expansion into US piece is absolutely critical. Hey everyone, thanks for listening and making it all the way to the end of this episode. Remember to subscribe, rate us and leave a review. And you can head to the description of this episode to follow me on all of my social media so you don't miss out on any of the latest health tech content.